0: Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal. This is the first time we've ever done this, but we are celebrating the anniversary of The Karate Kid.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you.
0: And and it's a trifecta. This is this month, right? This month is a special month. The Karate Kid and The Karate Kid Part 2 released... Two years apart, but very similar dates. And let me just go over those very quickly. The original Karate Kid, released on June 22nd, 1984. That would make it how old, Sal? 37 years old. The Karate Kid Part 2, release date June 20th, 1986. How old? 35 years old. Both released on a Friday. Back in the day when movies came out on Friday and not like oh, Tuesday yeah. at midnight or Wednesday at midnight so they could pad their box office. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that Friday. whole thing.
1: Yeah, that whole releasing Wednesday at midnight thing. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't get me started on that.
0: And then The Karate Kid Part 3, although not as strong as the first two as <laughs> I've gone on record saying, but it came out on June 30th, 1989. Also a Friday. And how old? 32 years old. Yeah, so they're all in their 30s, Sal. Unbelievable. 30-something, like (laughs) 30-something, just like the show. So I just thought it was interesting because the last time we talked about these dates was on our special episodes. By the way, check them out. We've covered The Karate Kid, The Karate Kid Part 2, and Part 3. But so cool that the first two came out, you know, June 22nd, June 20th. So both this week that we're in now, and of course, end of the month, Part 3, Who knew when that movie came out in 84, Sal, that it would spawn two more movies, take a hiatus, and then would become a hit TV show that is one of the biggest in the land?
1: You know, not only did I never think I'd be where I'm at right now, but if you would have told me a young sixth grader at Telfair Elementary School in Pacoima, California, when our teacher, Mrs. Minx, practically made us watch The Karate Kid. If you would have told that young Sal that he would be sitting here today, I would not have believed you. (laughs) So was that on VHS? Well, what happened was our teacher, Mrs. Minx, she loved Karate Kid. Part of it was because some of the scenes were filmed in her neighborhood. I believe specifically Mm. the motorcycle a scene where Cobra Kai edges Daniel. He falls down the oh, hill yeah. and rolls down the hill. Pretty sure that scene was filmed in her neighborhood, possibly up against her backyard. Nice. So she came to school. She was so excited. Hey, kids, you got to watch Karate Kid. She brought out the, the television on, on the rolling stand, yep. and she had our class watch The Karate Kid. So that was VHS. Oh, absolutely. VHS. Unless it was
0: laserdisc, Could have been
1: laserdisc. <laughs> and Betamax. I'd never seen it before. I, I never saw it because my mother and father were big on horror. Like they took me to see all the horror sci-fi. They wouldn't have necessarily taken me to see The Karate Kid. Okay. So I indeed saw The Karate Kid for the first time in my sixth grade class at Telfair Elementary That's School.
0: awesome. That's a great story, Sal. And you did not share that with me when we covered the movie previously, which was, by the way, the first thing we ever recorded for Let's Talk Cobra Kai. And then we led into season one. So that was back in the early days, Sound, 2019. I did share the fact that I watched it on VHS with my cousin. And by the end of the movie, we were doing crane kicks in the <laughs> living nice. room. Like it left its mark forever. Your cousin was Daniel and you were Johnny. No, I didn't want to be a Cobra Kai at that age. We were all like Miyagi-Do. Oh, okay, nice. So although I looked more like Johnny for sure. Now, The Karate Kid Part 2... I also saw on VHS. I remember really liking the the love story, but I was also a little bit sad that Cobra Kai was only in the beginning. I didn't think it was as good, but I did enjoy it. What was your memories of the second one? Did your teacher bring it back out?
1: <laughs> I don't remember when the first time I saw Karate Kid Part Two. I believe I did see it in the theaters okay. as, as a young man. I, I believe I did. And then, obviously, I, when we swung back around and you and I started together, but uh, yeah, there was a long period where I had uh, no real relationship with the Karate Kid universe. And in the end, I still kind of see Karate Kid two uh, less of a martial arts movie and more as a love story. Yeah, I still believe that the Daniel and Kumiko tea ceremony is one of the most beautiful. I mean, it's not a love making scene, but it's one of the most beautiful love scenes in cinematic history, and I really believe that. I mean, it is so beautiful and tense yeah. and then when it gets broken by the storm right at that moment when they're kissing I, I love that scene
0: so much well and I agree with you it's amazing however I'd say the strongest part of that film is to see the vulnerability of Mr. Miyagi oh yeah that yeah, scene yeah. where he doesn't even speak and he just cries and Daniel comforts him I'm telling you Sal that's as emotional as most movies I've ever seen outside of this universe John Avildsen got that right. Now, I had some issues here and there. Sato was kind of one note, so it was chosen. And it was like, yeah, they just always popped up in the same tone, and, and then they changed. But, well, at least Sato did. Spoiler alert. But, <gasps> uh, yeah, I thought, well, some of that could have been flushed out more. But, okay, now this leads us to The Credit Kit Part 3. I saw it on HBO, and I was disappointed, Sal. So. Greatly disappointed greatly disappointed at the time at the time okay
1: let me let me say this and uh i love karate kid 3 for a whole slew of different reasons (laughs) and i'll tell you what the main one is right now and this is the absolute truth they spent a lot of time at the north hollywood cobra kai dojo on Lancashire. Yep. i live in north hollywood i can walk to and have called into our very show seated outside of the original cobra kai dojo so that is the closest location to me i can literally walk there right now so for that reason for that (laughs) see you later for that reason
0: it has a place in my heart due to proximity alone well i'm talking about what i thought at the time i have grown to have a much greater appreciation for the movie i really have but at the time i'm younger i'm well i'm like a late teen so i kind of was removed from the karate kid and then i was watching it going man they really jumped the shark here. But <laughs> but now, decades later, I went back and was like, you know what? I really like how it just is such a different thing. Again, I was holding the Karate Kid in like high regard. So when you see a movie that just goes completely sideways and the tournament is just, well, I still have issues with the tournament and the scoring. <laughs> we know, yeah. Yeah, there's all that. And Daniel moving to the front of the yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. going to be in the finals, kid. You don't even have to earn it. Um, but anyway, I, I watch it now, and it's like, yeah, there's a lot going on that I really enjoy. So, Well,
1: Jason, you also have to respect Karate Kid 3 for bringing us one of the greatest villains oh in gosh. the Karate Kid Cobra Kai universe, yes. who is now being teased for season four, Mr. Terry Silver. Oh, yeah, and he's going to be
0: fantastic in the show.
1: I can't wait. I mean, I hate Terry Silver, but I am dying to see what happens
0: and he was really good in the movie watching it later it's like he comes over and he acts like he's daniel's friend and he's always like plotting against he's paying guys in a bar to attack Mm, him and acting like hey what and you thought you could trust him but we knew his audience members not to be trusted but uh but he's very good at what he does so him mixed with crease i mean sal i think johnny and daniel have their hands full
1: i think they do and I, I wonder if, uh, you know, they could say, well, what if Terry Silver is coming into the show? And what if he's changed his ways? What if he's not as evil? Yeah. Because he was indeed evil in Karate Kid 3. I would definitely say, oh, even yes. above Kreese, he was an evil person. Yeah. What if he's done some sort of transformation? You know what? Here, here we are thinking we're going to be seeing the familiar Terry Silver. What if Terry Silver's
0: turned a new leaf and is going to be a different person yeah. in season four? I don't know. We shall find out now Sal, i did not ask you and i think i remember this from when we covered the karate kid part three before but you saw it and kind of forgot it what was the uh, details there on your first viewing
1: what year did karate kid 3 come out
0: 1989
1: okay i was in high school at the time uh i don't know if i was seeing a lot of movies in high school i was like going to parties i was you know exploring the opposite sex Mm. i actually didn't see a movie a lot of movies in high school i saw more movies After high school and junior high elementary school. So I don't remember seeing Karate Kid Three in theaters or even before you and I connected for Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I don't think I saw it at all. But then again with
0: your cinemanesia, you could have seen it (laughs) and loved it. So (laughs) it is entirely Okay, okay. In fairness,
1: (laughs) it is entirely possible I saw the entire trilogy when I was young and forgot about number three. It it is possible. Yes, it is.
0: So big celebration, big kudos. I had no idea seeing the original movie would be the catalyst for my podcasting career. So thank you, thank you, thank you to The Karate Kid, John G. Avildsen, any and everybody who's in the movie, in this TV series. Seriously, kudos. Jason, you know whose name does not get mentioned much on our podcast?
1: And I want to start mentioning his name more. You you know who the, whose name that is? Robert Mark Kamen. I agree. Absolutely. I
0: absolutely want
1: to talk more about Mr. Kamen.
0: I'd love to have Mr. Kamen as a guest
1: on the show. I could die happy if that happened.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It came from him. He did put it in motion. Yeah, I give John G. Avelton a lot of credit because he's a great director. Rocky started that franchise. Obviously, The Karate Kid and many other movies. But yes, this particular franchise began with Kamen. Absolutely. Props and shout out. So this episode was very triumphant. And uh, happy anniversary to the Karate Kid franchise.
1: Happy birthday to you. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Karate Kid. Happy birthday to
0: you. (laughs) I like that. I like that it's happy birthday. I like that. Good twist.
1: I don't know what the accent was. I have no idea.
0: Yeah, like an old Italian guy. So thank you so much for listening, and please be sure to subscribe to Let's Talk Cobra Kai wherever you get your podcast. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts.
1: And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on our social media, which is at Let's Talk Cobra Kai, as well as at Just Curious Media.
0: If you're a dedicated listener of Let's Talk Cobra Kai, consider supporting the show on Patreon. This greatly benefits us on many fronts and offers you access to exclusive content and much more. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com.
1: No mercy.